Welcome to the All Around Joe podcast, where we believe that personal fitness is the key to living a healthy, happy, and productive life. Hey guys, in this episode of the All Around Joe podcast, we will be discussing the top 10 most frequently asked fitness questions. But before I get into that, make sure y'all head over to allaroundjoe.com slash top five to get the top five supplements or to get a PDF of the top five supplements that I cannot live without. These are things that most people should be taking in their training to get the most out of what they're doing. That was allaroundjoe.com slash top five. Also, what's been going on here? I did another competition this last weekend. This one was at CrossFit Devotion, which is a awesome gym if you're ever down south in the Seattle, well, further down south than that, Covington area. Uh, CrossFit Devotion has a great location there, lots of good equipment, good people. The competition was just top notch as far as who the running it and the judging and everything just went really well. There was some incredible competition at this event, um, which was great for us. I mean, we didn't really, we didn't do quite as well as we wanted to. We ended up fifth, just a few points out of making it into the final event, which was a bummer, but still just a great learning experience. The other competitors were awesome. Really cool to be around such great competition like that. So super cool. Always if you get the chance to compete in CrossFit or anything else, get yourself in those competitions that are going to stretch you a little bit because you actually learn a lot more in those than the ones that you just kill. So give it a shot. That's what's been going on is just trying to stay in the recovery from that. It's also interesting that uh, I've had the highest HRV that I've ever had over the last week and it's been continuously high. The only thing that I can pinpoint to that right now is that I've been drinking more tea and nothing really uh, crazy, just some peppermint tea and some echinacea tea. So I don't know if that's actually the cause of it, but it's the only thing that I can really pinpoint right now that could be the cause of it. I'll keep you posted on that and other things that I've noticed that increase my HRV, but it's very strange that it would have jumped up, especially when I've had these competitions the last two weekends where I've had extra hard or you know 100% exertion to try and do well on them. It's not that you don't try and do well in your regular workouts during the week, but you have a little extra incentive when you're at a competition and everybody's watching you. So I'll keep you guys posted on what I figure out with this HRV. But jumping right into the top 10 most frequently asked fitness questions, and I just compiled these from online sources. And I'm not sure, we'll see if we get through all 10 of them, we may have to break this podcast up into a couple sessions because the questions could be lengthy or the answers to the questions could be lengthy. But I just want to let you know up front, the first question is, what is the best way to lose fat? Now this question, this is number one, the number one most asked question, and it is a big one. What is the number one best way to lose fat? Well, if you only want to do one thing, the best way to lose fat is going to be to diet or to watch your diet. I don't necessarily mean dieting, but to have a good diet. So 
the and this is a lengthy, lengthy answer, but um, if you've listened to my other podcasts about diet and nutrition, you're going to have a head start here. And if you haven't, definitely look back at some of those other podcasts. The answer to this is going to be that you want to start off with your you want to start off with a baseline diet first. And this isn't right for everybody. You kind of got to figure it out. And if you want diet coaching, definitely shoot me an email and we can figure this out for you personally. But what we'll do is we'll start with, if you're working out, uh, just around one gram per pound of, one gram of protein per pound of body weight. And then we'll take that number and we'll figure out exactly what that is for your calories. So we'll go... Uh, one gram times four equals the number of calories, and then that will be the number of calories of fat we'll also want. And if you want to know how many grams of fat that is, then you can divide that number by nine. I know we're getting complicated here, and I I warned you a little bit about that. But then we'd want, that would represent 60% of our total amount of calories, then we'd want to solve for the 40% for our carbohydrates, and that would be our baseline, okay? Then from that point, you'll probably want to dip your carbohydrates well below what that number is, but keep the proteins and the fats relatively the same. You could bump your fat up as you drop your carbohydrates down, but your protein is going to stay probably not any higher than one gram per pound of body weight. And then what you're going to do is just keep track of how your body looks, since we're talking about losing fat, as you drop those carbohydrates down. And it will look leaner and leaner as you do that. Then once you get to a certain point where you feel like you're dropping your carbohydrates way down below, like let's say 50 in a day, then you might want to incorporate some something like a carb cycling where you have like... 50 on day one, 100 on day two, and 200 carbs on day three. And then back to 50 on day four, 100, 200. And you just go through that cycle um, to throw your body off because it will start to get used to what you're doing. You need to really throw a wrench in the system to make things work really well. The, so if we're talking about the best way to lose fat, that's probably it. Is if we're talking about one way. But if we're talking about the best way, period, then it would be to have that particular diet that we just discussed, plus adding in some exercise. And as most of you know, I'm a huge fan of CrossFit, and CrossFit incorporates the weight training, the gymnastics, and the cardiovascular, so you don't really have to think about putting those things into too many programs. You can just follow a specific CrossFit program and get all of those things pretty much designed for you, especially if you're going to a quality CrossFit gym or following a quality CrossFit program. So then you have the best of both worlds. You've got the diet figured out and you're, you know, dropping those carbohydrates to lose as much fat as you can. And at the end, you know, at some point you're going to want to add those back in. You're going to have to pay more attention to it if you're doing CrossFit because you'll need some of that energy in order to perform well. And to perform well, you'll lose more body fat. So you want to take that into account. Then once you have those things in place, you're going to have to put some few other things in place like, well, from the start, you're going to want to make sure that you have a bunch of water going into your system. So diet also includes water. Make sure you're getting about 0.75 ounces per pound of body weight or ideal body weight. Then you're going to want to make sure you get enough sleep. So everybody says, oh, get seven to eight hours of sleep. I'm an advocate. If you're working out hard, you want to get nine to 10 hours of sleep. And I, I almost always get 10 hours of sleep a night. I know people are like, well, it's crazy, but hey, try it and see how you feel. 
If you feel like crap, then go down to nine, see how you feel. But your body is really repairing itself when you're sleeping. So if you're only giving yourself six or seven hours of sleep a night and you're working out hard, you're going to have a hard time with your body's resetting itself at night and then burning as much fat as you want. So be careful with that. Make sure that you get enough sleep. And then also you're going to, even with your sleeping that much, you want to make sure that you're keeping track of yourself, your, your stress level. So you don't want to be stressing out too much because if you're stressing out too much, then you're going to end up holding on to more body fat because your stress hormones are high. So you've got this diet nutrition thing you got to get, get a handle on. You have the exercise thing, which like I said, I prefer CrossFit, but uh, you could go any route. Really, you just want to make sure that you're exercising with weights and with cardio and challenging yourself. Then you want to make sure that you have your rest and your water intake in place. And from there, you'll have an excellent opportunity of being a lean, mean machine at that point, And you'll lose a bunch of body fat if you have it already. So that was my long answer to the first question. And actually, that took us, we're about nine minutes in. And usually these podcasts are about 15 minutes. So we'll get into the second question here and see how far we can get. I don't want to make this too long a podcast, but like I said, we can do this a double dipper if we need to here. Second question is, if I lift weights, will I get bigger muscles? And that answer, or the answer to that is kind of like, it depends. And I get this question a lot from females with, I don't want to get bigger, so I don't want to come in and lift weights. Very, very few females are going to, number one, be even able to put on enough mass to have these big-looking muscles, and number two, be willing to eat enough to have those big, big, uh, massive muscles. So you have to have the genetic factors in place first, and then you're going to have to eat enough for that to happen. And that's after lifting a whole bunch of weights in order to create the stimulus. So then at the end of the day, if you have all those factors, you've got the genetics for it, you eat like a cow, um, (laughs) which if you're working out a lot, you know, maybe you're going to want to, but you know, you're eating a ton of food in order to uh, support the muscle growth. Then you find that you have these big muscles that you don't like. It's super easy to lose muscle mass. So then you can just pull off, you can lean yourself out and you can drop that size. So it's really not hard. You should not worry about it until you get into the position where you're like, wow, I'm getting too big. And then you can pull the plug on it. And there's probably going to have a lot of good things that have happened in that process because it's not easy to do at all. I mean, you have people that spend their whole lives trying to put on muscle mass and have a hard time doing it. So I think it's pretty silly when you have somebody that comes to you and says, well, I don't want to work out because I don't want to get big. It's like, holy smokes, you know, I know all these people that are bleeding every day to try and get big, you know, they're doing whatever it can and they still struggle with it. So you need to change your perspective on that and go and get yourself healthy. And then if it, if you start getting bigger, then start thinking about it. I don't know anybody that just puts on muscle mass as a female like that. Um, If you're a male, it might be a little bit easier. It will be a little bit easier for you to put on the muscle mass, but then you're going to have to kind of play that or see what your genetic card is that that gets played and see if it's easy for you or it's hard for you. And maybe you won't have to worry about it at all because it'd be really hard for you to put on muscle mass unless you're just eating like a, a tank or a cow, what I say earlier, and just 
really throwing down heavy weights and working out hard. So you're really going to have to jump into it and see what happens. Your muscles may get a little bit bigger, definitely get more toned. Uh, when you lift weights, this, the composition of the muscle will change a little bit. But you can do a lot of things to avoid it if you want to as far as you know, rep schemes, how much you're eating, how often you're lifting, those types of things. So if you have those specific problems and you've been lifting for more than a year, I don't want to hear anybody come to me in three months, oh my gosh, I'm getting big. I mean, it doesn't happen that fast. So shoot me an email, joydollarunder.com. I'll be happy to get, dive in deeper with you if you need to lose some muscle mass. Maybe you can give it to me. I would love to have a little extra. Third question here is, how do I get a flat stomach? All right, this is a fun one, guys, right? How do I get a flat stomach? Again, genetics are going to kind of play into this. Uh, everybody's abs are going to be shaped a little bit different. Some people have six abs. Some people have eight abs. Some people have four abs. Some people's lines show up really well with their abs. Some people's lines don't show up hardly at all with their abs. You're going to kind of have to figure that out. But one thing I can tell you is that a flat stomach is probably much easier to accommodate because most people can get a flat stomach. And what that's going to come down to is, again, the diet that we talked about in that very first section. You're going to need to lose the body fat in order to get a flat stomach. So if you have stomach fat, just going to have to lose that. And if you got your diet in place and everything, then you're going to start and it's still not coming off or you still don't have a flat stomach. Then you're going to have to start looking at hormone things that might be thrown off. Your cortisol is too high and you're just it's putting the, st the stomach fat on you and you can't get rid of it. Then we'd be talking more about relaxing, meditating, that type of things, things that would de-stress you in order to get that cortisol down. But if you're talking about getting six-pack abs, then we're going to have to lean you out and we're going to have to, well, ideally, you're going to be doing some resistance training on those abs, which is a little bit different than what most people think. It's definitely not crunches, definitely not sit-ups. Those will give you some sort of <coughs> ab work, but the best ab work has actually been shown to be the plank position. So when your abs are a static muscle group, there they like the static training. So put yourself in a plank position, even do weighted planks or weighted planks on a physio ball. There's the best one, weighted planks on a physio ball. You challenge yourself without actually going through much movement. It's just bracing. Those are going to be the best ways to bring out those abs. Diet and working on those bracing movements. But then also, if you're trying to get yourself a total package, you're going to have your abs be developed the most, actually, when they're bracing. So doing like deadlifts and squats are going to be the biggest, best bang for your buck when you want to get tight abs and a flat stomach. So do not neglect the big multi-joint movements that are heavy weights because that's what's going to do the trick. All right, three questions down. I hope you guys are enjoying this. We're at 15 minutes. We'll go maybe one or two more questions, and then we'll call it a wrap and come back with the rest of the questions on the next podcast. So number four, should I do cardio first or weight training first? Now, I've had this question quite a few times, quite a bit more when I was doing personal training than coaching CrossFit, but it was something that came up quite a bit. And the real truth of the, or the real answer is, with, without getting into it right away, which we will get into it, but uh, you're going to want to do weight training first and cardio second. 
The only exception to that rule, I would say, is maybe if you were training for a cardio-style event, like an Ironman or a marathon or triathlon, something like that, then maybe you're going to want to put your most effort into the cardio portion of the training. But I still would, personally, I still would do the weight training first because that's going to be, it's going to require, it's going to require more attention and precision than the cardio is. So I don't want to be tired personally if I've got to do some heavy back squats from my cardio session. But my heavy back squats are not going to affect my cardio session as much as my cardio session would affect my back squats. Does that make sense? So the simple answer is do your weight training first and your cardio second. The other kind of theory behind that is that you may also have burn through a lot of your muscle glycogen when you're doing your weight training. So when you get to your cardio after your weight training, your body will hopefully be shifting more towards uh, fat burning because you don't have much of the muscle glycogen left. I could see, I, I can see the, you know, the thought process behind that. Um, but I would still say that you're going to have to think about that your body is always burning some proportion of carbohydrates and body fat at all times, and the intensity that you bring is going to change what you're burning, whether it be carbohydrates or, or fat. And if the intensity raises, the carbohydrate uh, percentage goes up, and when the intensity lowers, like when I'm sitting down right here doing nothing, talking to you guys, the fat percentage is the highest. So that may sound weird. You're like, well, I want to burn a ton of fat, so I should do nothing. Well, in theory, yeah, kind of. I mean, you're going to be burning more higher percentage fat, but you're not going to be burning enough calories to make it show at all. So you're going to have to get yourself up into a percentage of, or an optimal percentage of both of those things. And you have to note that your body, as you get better and better at working out, will burn more and more fat as an efficient fuel source. So it will just get better and better at doing that. So long story short, you should definitely do weight training first unless you're going to have this super intense cardio workout that you know is going to be something that you need to do at that intensity. You know, maybe some interval training or, uh, yeah, interval training, some hard cardio sprints or something like that that, uh, that you're going to be doing in preparation for an event. But otherwise, just do the weight training first. Number five, and we'll call this the last question for this podcast. Do I need to take dietary supplements? The, the answer to this question is absolutely not. You do not need to take dietary supplements. But I have personally found that taking dietary supplements does help me feel better on a daily basis. So... I'm almost always taking a multivitamin, a fish oil, magnesium, a digestive enzyme, probiotic, and I then I also take a whole bunch of amino acids. So those are my kind of regular as well as uh, I'm all, almost always going on and off a creatine supplement. And I've found that each of those things when taken in and out, um, you can tell, or I can tell a difference when I have them, as well as I can tell a difference from quality, one 
kind or, or brand to the other. So do you need to take them? No, you don't need to. You could try and have like this really great array of different types of foods, fruits, vegetables, proteins, all this fun stuff in order to not need any of those things. But it seems so hard to do, especially if you have a semi-busy life. So I would recommend supplementing with the essential supplements and trying your best to also eat eat as good as you can but know that it's probably going to be tough. And there's also a bunch of claims around that the the farming industry has essentially leached the nutrients out of our soils from using all of these pesticides. So we're not getting the same nutrients that we were, say, 100 years ago in our foods because the soils are all messed up. And I could see how that would happen based off of some of the stuff that I've read, but you're, you know... You can try and do it without supplements and then try adding the supplements in and see if there's a, if you feel a difference. You kind of have to be your own scientist on yourself to really make a good judgment as to whether or not you need things. So go out, try some stuff, um, and then let me know what your feedback is. If you need to know what those supplements are um, that I recommend, you can always, like I said, go to allaroundjoe.com slash top five those top five supplements or anything else that I mentioned, shoot me an email at joe at allaroundjoe.com. I will be happy to share my experience on those things with you, or maybe you've already heard about them in other podcasts. But if you want to check out any of the show notes, and I'll put all these questions and um, things that I'm taking and whatnot in the show notes, you can go to allaroundjoe.com slash 53. That's allaroundjoe.com slash 53. We're already on 53 podcasts here at allaroundjoe.com. And if you guys ever have any ideas for other shows, shoot me an email. Let me know. I'll be happy to answer your questions live on the podcast. And next week, we will have the rest of the 10 questions, starting with what is my target heart rate? So we will dive into these next 10 questions of the 10 most frequently asked fitness questions on the podcast next week. I hope you've enjoyed it. The All Around Joe podcast, where we believe that personal fitness is the key to living a healthy, happy, and productive life. I will see you on the next podcast. Podcast.